You are listening to Julia's Trucking Cafe News Hour. Hey everybody, welcome to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Glad you have a seat and something to drink. Now let's just sit back and enjoy the show. As always, I have lots of news to get to, so let's get right to it. Extreme winds are way too much for a parked truck. A storm chaser in Colorado captured stomach-churning video of a parked truck succumbing to the force of high winds. This video was caught on I-25 in Colorado Springs back before Thanksgiving on November 20th. The National Weather Service says that the peak wind speeds in that area topped out at more than 90 miles an hour. And police say, in our next story, that a truck driver suspected of trying to, quote, beat a train caused a 15-car derailment. There again in Colorado is making the news lately. Colorado police say that they suspect that a major train derailment was caused by a truck driver attempting to beat a train across the tracks. This crash occurred at 5.30 on Wednesday, December 4th south of Platteville, Colorado. Authorities say that a Union Pacific train was hauling freight to Salt Lake City when it collided with a truck at County Road 30 and Highway 85. The crash caused at least 15 rail cars and two engines to derail. Some of the derailed rail cars came to a stop in the northbound lanes of Highway 85. The truck driver received only minor injuries and no one else was hurt. Platteville Police Chief Carol Dwyer says that their initial investigation indicates that, quote, the semi possibly attempted to beat the train, and the crash is still under investigation. Colorado State Police warned drivers to expect a long closure of all lanes on Highway 85. Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance warns truckers no soft enforcement for the ELD deadline. Remember, that's coming up tomorrow. This week, the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, also known as CVSA, announced that there will be no grace period for drivers making the transition from grandfather devices to approved electronic logging devices, or as we know it, ELDs. On December 2nd, the CVSA issued a statement on the looming ELD compliance deadline and warned that hard enforcement would begin immediately on December 17th. Quote from the article, starting December 17, 2019, all motor carriers and drivers subject to the U.S. Department of Transportation's Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, FMCSA, electronic logging devices, ELDs, final rule, must use them. This deadline also pertains to grandfathered automatic onboard recording devices, or AOBRDs, which will no longer be allowed under the FMCSA regs to provide records of duty status as a substitute to required ELD. Motor carriers utilizing an AOBRD must have a fully operational ELD installed by December 17th, or as of the, this recording, tomorrow. According to the Federal Motor Carriers Safety Administration, FMCSA, there will be no extension or exceptions made to this rule. 
In addition, in bold writing in this article, the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, CVSA, stated that inspectors will begin fully enforcing the ELD rule on December 17, 2019. There will be no soft enforcement grace period. The Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance says that as of December 17th, any driver caught without an approved Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration device will be considered to have a no record of duty status and will be declared out of service for a minimum of 10 hours. After the ELD mandate went into effect in December of 2017, there was a soft enforcement period during which drivers were not placed out of service if they did not have an approved ELD device. Hard enforcement without a, of service orders began in April of 2018. And motorists are caught playing uh, in the snow on a truck runaway ramp. In California, on Cajon Pass, Saturday was another busy day for the California Highway Patrol. This is shortly after thanks, just a weekend after Thanksgiving. As they received numerous calls reporting motorists stopping to play in the snow along the I-15 freeway and Cajon Pass. On Saturday, November 30th at 8.30 in the morning, dispatch logged a call on northbound I-15 north of Oak Hill Road of several vehicles pulled over to the right shoulder and people playing in the snow. At 12.30, a traffic hazard was reported on southbound I-15 at the runaway truck ramp. Victor Valley News Group member Shirley McConnell took pic photos as she was traveling through the pass when she was flabbergasted by the hordes of people pulling over to play in the snow. According to California Highway Patrol incident logs, six vehicles were pulled over and 12 people were out of their vehicle snowboarding on the truck runaway ramp. Quote, people are out of their cars on the 15 freeway on Cajon Pass playing in the snow with their children. They are on the truck runaway ramp. I hope a truck does not lose its brakes and need to use it. This is a shame, stated Ms. McConnell, end quote. A similar problem was reported by motorists traveling northbound on I-15 in this mountain pass area. Thankfully, no injuries were reported. People, especially people that are, non, in, in, are not in the trucking community, but are, you know, I talked to a lot of waitresses and people that work the fuel islands and this kind of thing. If you're listening or you know someone that listens to the show, a runaway truck ramp is a traffic device that enables vehicles having brake problems to safely stop. They are typically long, sand or gravel filled lane connected to a steep downhill grade section of a busy interstate or a main highway. It is, a is to accommodate large trucks, semi-trucks and trailers or buses. It is not a mountain that you can sled down, ski down, toboggan down, slide down, or anything else, people. Come on. This is for the motoring public safety, not a game. This isn't a game. I know y'all think it was fun sliding down it. Oh, a perfect hill to go sledding or anything like that. No. No. Sorry, that's not what it's there for.
unfreaking believable. And in some sad news, a trucker hit by a semi in a truck stop parking lot in West Virginia has passed away. A truck driver lost her life earlier in the week when she was struck by a semi that was backing up into the fuel islands. This happened on Monday night, I believe the 2nd of December, in Greens, uh, Greensville County, West. she's a West Virginia driver. According to a report, 55-year-old Aaron Christine Queen stopped at the pilot of I-95 near Emporia, Virginia. She got out of her truck and was walking towards a store when she stopped near the front of her truck. It was then that she was struck by another semi-truck backing into the fuel islands. A third driver told the second driver that he hit somebody. He then pulled forward and ran over her a second time. She was taken to the hospital where later she succumbed to her injury. She was crushed. No charges have been filed. Police do not suspect that alcohol was a factor in the, this fatal accident. You have to always be aware of your surroundings. Don't be looking at your phone while you're across, walking across a parking lot. Get your nose out of your phone and pay attention because these drivers don't use four-way flashers. I tell them all the time, put your flashers on. I see drivers all the time in parking lots not using your four-ways. Use your four-way flashers so us pedestrians and other trucks know that you are backing up. I cannot say it enough. Use your four-way flashers and use your damn turn signals. This is the reason, this is what happens when you are so careless and so lazy that you don't freaking turn them on. You killed somebody. Or could kill somebody. This Miss Queen has a family. Has possibly kids. Maybe grandkids. And she's somebody's daughter. Think. Before you back. Rant over. And another news... A former way station trooper charged with bribery. A former veteran trooper with the Tennessee Highway Patrol has been indicted on felony charges related to bribery and conspiracy. This is back in November. 40, he was charged. 48-year-old former trooper Ray Lee Stubblefield Jr. was indicted by a grand jury on three counts of conspiracy to bribe a public servant and three counts of bribing a public servant. The charges related to an alleged conspiracy that took place between January of 2015 and December of 2017 while Stubblefield manned a way station on I-81 in Greene County. Oh, I've been across that way station plenty of times. According to court documents, Stubblefield accepted bribes from several different drivers in exchange for commercial truck and her trailer repair business referrals. Uh, I'm sorry, it, wasn't, it was not tr- drivers, my bad. 
it was from different companies. Um, the local news reports that Stubberfield was fired from Tennessee Highway Patrol in September after 21 years on the force. He's scheduled to appear back in court for his arraignment on January 10, 2020. The Tennessee Highway Patrol, the FBI, and the Tennessee Department of Safety all contributed to this investigation. So in other words, uh, let, me, let me make a, a correction here. Different people came in and bribed him in exchange for commercial truck or trailer repair that he would tell drivers if they needed a tire change, to put out of service, that kind of thing. Here, call this repair service. Here, call that one. But he only used these three and not just anybody. And here is a cute story to kind of neutralize the bad story. A 95-year-old woman gets her wish to ride in a big rig. And this is cool. It, it'll, it brings a tear to your eye. At least it did me. An Alabama trucking company made something amazing happen for a woman in their community during the holiday season. B.R. Williams Trucking, Inc. went above and beyond to help 95-year-old Helen Haywood to fulfill her wish to ride in a semi-truck. The company explained how they met Haywood and worked to grant her wish in a recent post. I quote, Helen Haywood loves big trucks and has always wanted to ride in one, but she never knew anyone in the business to make it happen. One of her family members noticed B.R. Williams at a business expo and asked if we would consider the favor of surprising their 95-year-old mother with a truck ride. They not only said yes, but we said that we would stop what we were doing at any time of the day to make this happen for her. This experience is one that we will never forget and it's things like this that we love doing. The opportunity to serve others is why we are in business, but really it's Helen who served us. She gave us a reminder of how proud we need to be in what we do and what the, in the industry we serve. As they entered into the Thanksgiving season and Christmas season, we will remember Helen's sweet smile and how grateful she was for this short truck ride. We will remember that it only takes a few moments to stop what you're doing and make somebody's day. So we receive many thanks from her family for the surprise. We thank Helen and her family for the honor of meeting her and how we absolutely, and how she absolutely made our day. And so she wouldn't have to climb in. They rigged up a forklift with kind of like what they would use to get up on trailers and stuff with a pallet, you know, like a pallet and a, a little um, cage. And they brought the forklift real close to the truck so she wouldn't have to step up the stairs, climb up the steps into the truck. So that was, they went above and beyond to help her get in the truck and, and help her wish come true. And an Ice Road Truckers company that was featured on Ice Road Truckers is to shut down for good. A Canadian trucking company and affiliates, once featured on a popular reality TV show, will close after having lost more than $18 million in the past two years. Truck trucking companies TLI Cho Lantran, along with Ventures West Transport and affiliates, are closing down. According to the report, 38 of 43 workers have already been laid off, with five remaining to assist with the wind-down process. 
The company issued a statement on the closure that happened back November 29th. Transport companies have been experiencing significant losses for several years and were reliant on a small number of contracts, many of which were unprofitable. The transport companies recently bid for a major contract was unsuccessful. Without this business, they could not continue to operate without sustaining significant losses. Unfortunately, the decision was made to close the transport company's operations and sell their assets, consisting mainly of trucks and trailers. We want to thank all the employees and suppliers of transport companies for all your past support. The trucking companies hauled materials to the diamond mines via the ice road for 10 years. Two trucking companies have reportedly lost $18.6 million in the past two years. As of October, the company's debt is approximately $60 million. The company has around $40 million in assets. Parent company, T... T. Lyco Investment Corporation is owned and operated by the T. Lyco government. The T. Lyco Investment Corporation and other T. Lyco entities have provided tens of millions worth of loans to prop up the struggling trucking companies for several years. T. Lyco Investment Corporation hopes to be granted creditor protection until February, giving them time to sell off company assets. The Investment Corporation has reported left around 140 creditors unpaid, leaving many smaller Canadian trucking companies struggling to pay their drivers. Now, we all know this upcoming story that Celadon has filed bankruptcy that was the major news last week and as of Monday November 8th they did file bankruptcy Freightway says that a number of com uh, companies customers have already been notified about the bankruptcy and it isn't clear at this point whether Celadon would cease operations as of the writing of this article which was December 7th Representatives from CDL Celadon, excuse me, told CDL Life via phone that they were not shuttering their operations. Bullshit! I call bullshit. The company currently employs around 2,500 truck drivers and operates nearly 2,700 trucks in the U.S. The news comes from the same week that the DOJ announced that two former executive officers with Celadon would face charges related to fraud and lying to investors. Okay, and I'll get to that story here in just a minute. Additionally, this spring, Celadon agreed to pay $42.2 million in restitution to shareholders for filing materially false and misleading statements to investors and falsifying books and records and accounts. Celadon has been in financial trouble for years following an April 2017 report from a research group called Presence point that alleged Celadon used accounting tricks like off-balance sheet entities to hide the fact that the company is worth almost zero dollars. That 2017 report predicted that Celadon Group Inc. will be bankrupt or insolvent within one to two quarters. Existing shareholders will be wiped out. Since that report, an SEC investigation was launched and the company faced numerous lawsuits from investors. Celadon restructured their C-suite with Meek resigning and took measures to, quote, exit or downsize unprofitable, unprofitable or non-core businesses. These efforts included selling off their flatbed division to PS Logistics and shuttering their driver training schools. And... 
continuing with this story, the feds slap the Celadon's company bosses with fraud and lying charges. The Department of Justice announced that two former executive officers with the trucking company Celadon would be facing serious charges related to a fraud scheme. On December 5th, the DOJ announced that Indiana residents William Eric Meek, 39, Bobby Lee Peevler, 40, were each charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, bank fraud, and securities fraud, five counts of wire fraud, two counts of security fraud, one count of conspiracy to make false statements to a public company's accountants, and to falsify books. <coughs> records and accounts of a public company and one count of making false statements to a public company's accountants. Peevler was additionally charged with two counts of making false statements to a public company's accountants. The DOJ described the alleged scheme conducted by them in a news release. And I quote, Approximately 2016, Meek, Peevler, and others at Celadon knew the value of a substantial portion of Celadon's trucks declined in value in part to a slowdown in the trucking market. In addition, many of those trucks, which were owned by quality companies, one of Celadon's divisions, had serious mechanical issues that made them unattractive to drivers further deepen, depressing their value. I can tell you, I tried buying a truck through quality and I had to leave it at the international dealer. Instead of accounting for this decline in truck values, Meek, Peevler, and others allegedly devised a scheme that caused Celadon to conceal tens of millions of dollars in losses to its shareholders, banks, and the investing public, such as me. Their scheme involved quality trading away hundreds of its older trucks and unused trucks to a large truck dealer in exchange for newer used trucks. During these trades, they intentionally inflated the prices on invoices associated with those trades so Celadon's books would not reflect the fact that Celadon's trucks were, signif were significantly less than reported to investors. The indictment alleges Although they were actually trades, Meek, Peevler, and others allegedly sought to portray the transactions as independent purchases and sales of trucks in order to avoid heightened scrutiny. Yeah, like the DOJ coming in and, and investigating, or the SEC, Security Exchange Commission. Meek and Peevler also allegedly structure one of the trades in an effort to artificially improve one of Celadon's quarterly financial statements. Quality received approximately $25 million from the truck dealer just before the end of Celadon's fiscal quarter, which Celadon used to pay down its debt and appeared to be in compliance with certain lending agreements. Meek, Peevler, and others allegedly failed to disclose, however, that as a part of this deal, Quality had agreed to pay a similar amount of money back to the truck dealer three days after quarter end. Celadon's quarterly financial statements made no mention of this secret agreement, the indictment alleges. In late 2016 and early 2017, Celadon's independent auditors began to ask questions about the truck trades that Meek, Peevler, and others had used to hide the drop in truck values. 
In response, Meek, Peevler, and others allegedly made false and misleading statements to the auditors about the nature of the trade transactions, falsely denying there were trades and concealing the terms of these trades, including Quality's agreement to pay money back to the truck dealer shortly after quarter end. Peevler also directed a senior executive and co-conspirator to delete certain emails from the auditor and make a request for relevant documents. In May of 2017, Celadon announced that its financial statements issued for fiscal year 2016, which ended in June 30, 2016, as well as the quarters ending in September and December of 2016, would no longer be relied on, not the related reports of the independent auditor for those three time periods. Following this announcement, Celadon's share price dropped significantly, causing a one-day loss in Celadon's market value of over $62.3 million. Both Meek and Peevler were arrested on Thursday and released on bail after appearing in court. Earlier this year, as mentioned, they agreed to pay a $42.2 million in restitution. Former president of Celadon subsidiary quality companies, LLC, a company that leased trucks to owner-operators, Danny Williams, pled guilty in April of 2019 to charges of conspiracy to commit securities fraud, make false statements to a public company's accountants, falsify books, records, and accounts of a public company. This episode of Julia's Truck and Cafe Truck and News Hour podcast is brought to you by My Patriot Supply. As truck drivers, we all know what it's like to be at a shipper's or receiver's and have to wait to be loaded for hours on end, am I right? Especially produce coolers and paper mills. That's why you need to be prepared with extra food in your truck. My Patriot Supply helps you stay prepared. Now it's not what you're thinking. My Patriot Supply is delicious emergency food. They have food kits that are good up to 25 years, and they come in a slimline tote that you can easily store in your food pantry or under your bunk. I can speak from experience. After living through Hurricane Katrina, we were without power for 10 days, my mother, my son, and I. And if it weren't for the MREs that were flown into us, we wouldn't have had any food. Four 60-foot pine trees broke in half during that storm and landed across my driveway, landlocking me in. So I couldn't get out to go for food. And there were four-mile gas lines. That's when my Patriot Supply would have came in handy. If I know then what I know now about my Patriot Supply, I would definitely have had some some of this food stockpiled in my pantry. Now, for a limited time, you could get a one-week supply of food in a handy and neat-looking ammo can for just $39. And guess what? They even offer gluten-free food for under $100. All you need to do to order yours today is go to my website at juliastruckatcafe.com, click on the Emergency Food Supply tab, scroll down and click on any image to find out more information. Winter weather is upon us. What would you do if the interstate were shut down? Or the truck stop you were at didn't have any power to sell you any food. Or, worse yet, if the restaurant was shut down or lost power. That's why it's important for you to stay well stocked in your truck. You insure your car. You buy health insurance, vision and dental. Now why not buy food insurance? Stay prepared for anything that happens. Go to juliastruckatcafe.com and click on the emergency food supply tab to order yours today. Now, the trucking industry weighs in on the Celadon bankruptcy news. 
as I just reported over the weekend, the news quickly spread throughout the industry. Initial reactions of shock and grief were followed by unofficial accounts of fuel cards being shut off and calls going unanswered, as well as companies and drivers stepping up to help those in need. Here's a look at how the trucking industry reacted after the story broke. Well, um, I'm sorry, but the little reporter for CDL Life, who I get a lot of my articles through, is wrong. Uh, drivers from Celadon were saying the fuel cards are being shut off. And there was plenty of Qualcomm messages that, you know, get your truck back to Indianapolis to the headquarters and they are being shut off. And also a friend of mine uh, noted from the India Indianapolis Star that Indianapolis city police were surrounding the corporate headquarters so that nobody would be going postal. Um... Uh, Mr. Garza, road maintenance are not picking up. Master Fleet cut ties with Celadon. And to top it off, TA mechanic just left with no fix for us. Truck is pretty much dead at this point. We cannot move or start it. And no tow truck is coming for us. So here we are. Just told to wait. Any recommendations on what to do next? Cannot move, have full tanks, but truck is inoperable. Um, and this Susan... To Celadon drivers of this group, if you need help to, with getting to a safe place, a hot meal or a shower, please message her. She'll work with the group to make this happen. Uh, we disagree and fight at a drop of a hat, but we are family. Let's support those that are in need. Um, plenty of drivers responded. Uh, Trey said he's in Cato Mills, Texas, headed south to Laredo if a driver's in need. Paula said we are in Commerce City, Colorado today. We can provide some meals and a shower if needed. Anthony says he's in Toledo, Ohio. Please message me if you need a ride or a place to sleep so you can arrange a ride home. Jeremy said he's in Aurora, Colorado. He can help with shower or food. Uh, Vero said they're in Laredo. They provide food and any ride that you would need. Michael, he was northbound headed to Denver. Chris says he's in Mount Eagle at the pilot if you, if you need food or a shower. Uh, Chris says to any Celadon drivers who will be in Pittston, PA or Wilkes-Barre area tomorrow morning between 7 and 8 going towards Connecticut Hartford area. Um, Celadon drivers in the Hartford area going towards that part of Pennsylvania inbox me because your fuel cards will be shut off tomorrow. I may not be able to get you to your house but I could get you closer to home. Bus drivers have to look out for one another and you all got a bad break. Be safe out there and truck on and don't be shy. Tiffany says, sell it on drivers. You are our brothers and sisters. We will not leave you stranded. If you need a ride home, post your location so we all can help you get home. Uh, many trucking companies also offered to help the affected drivers. MVG Logistics posted on... Um, Twitter or Facebook. Celadon has shut down and filed bankruptcy, leaving some of its drivers stranded after shutting down fuel cards with no warning. They are not answering phones and some drivers can't get fuel or get home. We just fueled two Celadon drivers at Pilot in Illinois so they can make it home after Celadon shut down their fuel cards and left them stranded. No, they don't dispatch or use MVG Logistics services, but we believe in no driver left behind. Help a driver if you see one stranded or send them our way. We will help fuel as many as we can with our fuel cards a driver is a driver we don't care who whose team they they're on Hirschbach 
We are sorry to hear about Celadon bankruptcy. If you're a driver looking for a new company, call home. We have recruiters working this weekend. If you're not interested in a job with Hirschbach but are in need of a way home, we are offering free bus tickets to Celadon drivers that are stranded. We're here to help, and you could, they gave them a call. Southland Transportation Company. We are sorry to hear about Celadon bankruptcy. If you're a driver looking for a forever home, our driver recruiters are happy to answer any questions. Uh, Southland isn't the best fit for you, but you need a way home. We are offering free bus tickets to sell on drivers that are stranded. ShipX also posted it breaks our heart to see something like this especially so close to the holidays Celadon Group is heading toward the largest bankruptcy in truckload history 3,500 employees could be losing their jobs details are not being released but in situations like this the drivers are always the last to know Celadon drivers we want to help if things go south and you need a ride home a hot meal or anything else please contact us CRST expedited also posted we at CRST are saddened by the recent Celadon announcement and are here to help. With this unexpected change so close to the holidays, we're offering Celadon drivers an additional sign-on bonus in December. We could get you into orientation quickly. If you are a Celadon driver and are unable to get home, call us this week. We'll provide bus tickets home, no strings attached. That is very good of all of these companies to step up and I greatly appreciate it. A friend of mine mentioned that, um, you know, they're kind of like sharks in the water for, you know, it's a big recruiting tactic and all this kind of thing, you know. But if you're a good driver and you have a good, you know, CDL and uh, CSA scores, why not? You know, I, I believe these companies are trying to help, you know, and not really so much just, you know, jumping on a bad thing in order to... Um, take advantage of somebody down and out. So kudos to them for helping. And um, in other news, a man is sentenced for exchanging bribes for CDLs for unqualified drivers. A California trucking school was sentenced owner, excuse me, a California trucking school owner was sentenced to prison for a scheme involving bribing Department of Motor Vehicle employees in exchange for commercial driver's licenses for his students. Okay, so let me explain that again. This trucking school owner was sentenced to prison because he had a scheme that involved Department of Motor Vehicle employees getting him CDLs for his students. So in other words, they didn't have, if they passed the test or didn't score or whatever, they still got their CDL. On Thursday, December 5th, 61-year-old uh, I Paul uh, Sign was sentenced to three years in prison. According to a news release from the U.S. Attorney's Office, earlier this year, uh, Sign, it's S-I-N-G-H, I never know how to pronounce that, it's, like, it's bad as pronouncing my last name pled guilty to charges including conspiracy to commit bribery, to commit identity fraud, to commit unauthorized use of a computer, and for identification document fraud. He owned the Calcutta Truck School in North Hollywood. The charges stem from a bribery scheme involving him and two California DMV workers that allegedly took place from September 2014 to June of 2017. According to documents, he paid bribes to two DMV employees, both of whom pled guilty. 
They were sentenced to three years and four months in prison. And the second one was sentenced to two years and eight months in prison for in part accessing and altering records in the DMV database at Sacramento for the signed students. Records were altered to show that applicants for CDLs had passed the required test when in truth they had not done so and in some cases had not even taken the tests. See, this is the kind of drivers that are out here nowadays, people. This caused the DMV to issue permits and complete CDLs despite the applicants not even having taken or passed their tests. Unbelievable. Changes rela charges related to the scheme are also pending against the co-defendants. Another, uh, 30, he's 34, uh, driving school owner and uh, a broker and uh, Shwana Denise Harris, DMV employee at the Rancho Cucamonga DMV office. They also say. So yeah, it was a pretty good scheme. And you're not going to believe it, but Casper the Camel is back in the news. Remember back about two months ago, I reported on a hilarious story about a team. And for this, I'm having to do a little bit of a backstory for the people that are just tuning in to this podcast that are new listeners. Back in October, this couple went to the Tiger Truck Stop down in Louisiana. And they um, were feeding the camel, which they weren't supposed to be doing. Well, they um, let out their dog to do his business, who was deaf. And they're trying to wave off the camel and everything, and to, to no avail. So the dog runs underneath the fence in the camel's pen. Well, the camel knows the dog isn't supposed to be there. You know, so the wife runs uh, into the pen to rescue her dog. As she's bending over to pick up the dog, the camel sits on her. Now, this is a 2,000-pound camel. He's as big as a horse. The only way that she could get the camel off of her, she states, is to bite the camel in the balls. I would get her for aggravated assault. But to no avail... The truck stop didn't press any charges. Casper wasn't hurt. But now they have a billboard that pokes fun at this incident. The truck uh, Tiger truck stop found itself in a spotlight after, you know, oh, I'm sorry, this is back in September, not October, my bad. Now they have a billboard uh, that they just put up saying, you know, if you want to um, stop on by, for some gas and a bite with Casper the camel, you know, the next exit, go to the tri uh, Tiger truck stop. While there are only two billboards up for right now, the owner, Mike Sandlin, says there are plans on being more in the works. So Casper the camel has yet made news again. I figured y'all would find that kind of hilarious that the couple of drivers have... Um, Take, take pictures of the billboards, and uh, they are pretty cute. So in other news, state troopers seize five trucks after they say company failed to pay tolls. A main, main, in Maine, <clears throat> I'll get this right eventually, state police say that they have seized multiple trucks from a trucking company after it allegedly failed to pay tolls on the Maine Turnpike for three years. According to a Facebook post from the Maine State Police on December 6th, these, a quarter of the trucks in the fleet of Rhode Island-based trucking company Commodity Haulers Express 
say the company owes them $75,000 in unpaid tolls. State police seized five tractor trailers, all owned by the same company, with their commercial vehicle unit impounded the five tractor trailers owned by Commodity Haulers Express of North Kinston, Rhode Island. The truck company is facing felony theft of services charges after racking up approximately $75,000 in unpaid tolls over the past three years. Last month, State Police Corporal Chris Rogers was asked to investigate a toll evasion case by the Maine Turnpike Authority. Turnpike Authority reported that Commodity Haulers Express, which employs a fleet of approximately 20 trucks, had amassed an unpaid toll fare bill of approximately $75,000 over a three-year period. Utilizing 12 different tractor trailers, the company had been notified of the unpaid bill multiple times by the Turnpike Authority, and their right to operate their vehicles in Maine has been suspended by the Maine Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Corporal Rogers conducted surveillance and created a timeline of when the offending trucks were entering and leaving Maine. This morning, troopers located five of the offending trucks. One was stopped southbound in York along the main turnpike, and the other four were stopped along Route 122 in, in Poland, Maine. The trucking company hauled Poland spring water. The water company was not aware or involved in these unpaid tolls. The tolls owed from the five trucks seized today was about $42,000. They were towed to Cumberland, where they will remain until the toll bills have been paid. They were impounded, in other words. And more than 50 vehicles were involved in a pileup in Iowa. This happened on Monday, December 8th. According to Iowa State Patrol, the crash was reported about 11 in the morning, it's saying December 9th, on westbound Iowa 80 at mile marker 139 near Altoona. Troopers say that at least 50 vehicles collided during winter weather conditions. Images captured at the scene you say a bunch of them were semi-trucks, not just several. Um, a um, Dominion jackknifed his um, pups. There were, yeah, there was another one jackknifed. So there was one, two, three, four, five, about a half a dozen of them were involved in this. Initial reports indicated that one person was killed, but police now say that person was seriously injured. It isn't clear how many others would have been hurt. Uh, they, Iowa 80 remained closed for quite some time. And lastly, not leastly, FBI arrests a truck driver over a flyer inviting kids on a ride-along. Federal authorities have arrested a truck driver for a flyer that, is, uh, that he is accused of posting in Texas. This truck driver has not been identified, but it was reportedly in, taken into custody on Friday, December 6th, according to the El Paso Times. The arrest came following an investigation into the flyer posted in the El Paso area that invited children to ride along with the driver and even offered to pay them for the service. The flyer reads as follow, parents and boys, if your kids want something to do at school breaks, I'm a truck driver. If your kids want to see different places, I'm willing to let them go with me. My trucks have GPS tracking so you know where we are at all times. I pay them $100 a week, teaches them responsibility. Kids are well guarded. This keeps me from being bored. If interested, call. 
The charges that the truck driver may face have not been disclosed at the time of the writing of this article. As always, I as soon as I get any updates or anything, I will put them in the next podcast episode. So I hope everybody had a really good Thanksgiving. I appreciate all of you listening to me each and every week on the Truck and Radio Show. If you enjoy my show and you would like to support me, the links to do so are in the description of either the show on the YouTube channel or underneath this episode in the description on the website. You can either make a monthly support or one-time donation. I greatly appreciate any and all of you that tune in to me and listen to me every week. If you're new to the cafe and you would like to check us out at the bottom of every podcast episode on the website at juliastruckatcafe.com, I have links that I've listed on where you can find me, like iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and many more. Hey, are you on Facebook? Hey, give us a like on Facebook. And don't forget to join our discussion group at Julia's Truck and Cafe Regulars. On the website, I also have a page of Cooking in Your Truck, where I do cooking videos. And don't forget to check out the page of Stupid Things That Drivers Do. I humbly ask that you subscribe to our email list, and I'll send you the show notes right to your inbox. This way, you don't have to keep coming back to the website, which I'm glad that you do. To view the articles that I talk about in every show. In the future, if I have new things coming out, and if you're on the email list, you'll have priority in getting those new things that are in the works. Don't forget, please feel free to leave a comment on the bottom of any episode or on the YouTube channel to let me know. Give me a thumbs up if you like the YouTube show or, you know, any critiques that you have. I read each and every comment and hopefully the good critiques. If you have an idea for an upcoming show, please feel free to email me. My email is info at juliastruckatcafe.com. So thank you again for listening. Keep the shiny side up. Please always use your flashers backing up. Please always use your turn signals. And with this bad weather, always have your headlights on. And until next time. have been listening to Julia's Truckin' Cafe Truckin' News Hour. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Take care. Have a blessed day.